Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Hey guys, it's Dr. D. I want to talk to you ladies for a minute. Do you want to feel more confident in the bedroom? Or are things getting a little boring between the sheets? Or is intercourse painful because of hormone changes, but you still want to connect with your guy? If so, you're going to want to check out rockthebedroom.com. My wife took one of the erotic massage courses and wow. I mean, it was incredible. Not only did she do things to me I've never felt before, but my wife loved feeling powerful and confident having this new skill set. It was so good for both of us that I did a whole podcast episode about this, the one you're about to listen to with Lee Jagger. Just a heads up, this goes way beyond spicing things up in the bedroom. This stuff saves marriages. So if you want to learn these erotic massage techniques and have amazing intimacy, head over to rockthebedroom.com and use the code DARIAN10 for 10% off at checkout. That's rockthebedroom.com and use the code Darian10. Now back to the show. You know, we were saying there's a lot of cool stuff out there. And I think your stuff is part of that whole cool stuff. Welcome, Lee. <laughs> Thank you, Darian. I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, it feels pretty cool. It's um it, it's surprising. I find that most women don't know what they don't know, and men too. Uh, when yeah. it comes to bedroom stuff, they think they, yeah, I know what sex is all about. You got these options and that's all there is to it. And no, it's, no. there's so much more. To- I've learned so much through uh, all the different sex-based uh, interviews, discussions I've had that have blown my mind. And uh, I think this is going to be another part as we talk a little bit about erotic massage. But before we get into that, like, We got to learn about you, like how you formed and started to move into this process. What's the journey, Lee's journey up to this point? Oh my gosh, I'm writing a book about it. It's so good. Uh, So to give you a, a relevant backstory a little bit is all my life, I felt, well, I thought I was good in bed. I was okay but I was a bit of a sexual wallflower Mm. in that I never initiated. I, I didn't really know what to do with a man's body just using my hands. Like I didn't know how to touch his privates. I, and a a few months into a relationship, I would be thinking of excuses not to have sex. Really? Even though I loved him totally into him, wanted the connection, wanted intimacy, but sex was like intercourse was just oh like I didn't I didn't know how to perform I didn't know how to rock his world I was passive Mm. and I never and I just I didn't know that I didn't have a skill set um (laughs) perfect perfect example of I didn't know what I didn't know yeah and so um fast forward to my mid-40s and I was homeless well, I was staying in, in a hoarder's living room with my 10-year-old in tow. And uh, I tell you this because to, to frame the desperate mind frame that I, that I had for you, uh, when I got a call from this woman who answered my Craigslist ad for doing like Swedish massage, therapeutic massage. And she said, hey, I saw your ad and um, I just bought this this office and I let a bunch of girls go who don't know how to actually massage, but you look like you know what you're doing. Have you ever thought of erotic massage? And I I didn't know anything about that space. And so I said, well, are you talking about a happy ending kind of massage? (laughs) She said, yeah. And I said, yeah, no, that is not my dealio because I, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. So I, I, I can't charge for that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I was literally hungry. I was literally hungry and desperate for cash. And she threw out a dollar figure. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll take a hit for team Lee and I'll just fake it, make it. And I got to feed my kid. So I jumped in and 
wow, like completely different world. Um, I had no idea what erotic massage really was and how empowering it was for the women. I thought you had to be really desperate to do that kind of work, but not the case. Um, my second client, well, my first solo client, the first client I did by myself, I'm, I'm going along doing my thing, doing just a regular massage. And the, the guy jumps off the table unannounced and said, okay, you get on the table now. I'm going to massage you. And I'm new to this. And I'm just like, ah, the door's locked. No one can get in. Yeah. I'm all by myself with the strange guy. And, and I'm feeling very vulnerable and very unsafe. And I thought, oh my gosh, Lee, this is totally indicative of you in the bedroom. You go along with whatever it is that the guy wants to do. You don't have any input. You don't have boundaries. You don't even know what your boundaries are. So of course, this guy just took the reins because you, you were not, you're not steering the ship, you know, like you aren't in control at all. So I got him back on the table and um, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm going to learn so much if I actually do this work. I'm going to learn about myself and how to be confident in the bedroom and how to express the things that I'm not talking about, that I'm thinking about, that I wish would happen, but I don't have the words to say. And I did that for six years. I did that work. And I realized, oh my gosh, like my, my personal sex life completely changed. I now knew how to express myself in the bedroom. It wasn't just having all the techniques. And I have like over 69 different techniques to do on a guy's privates, but it was more than that. It was the confidence that I developed in doing that work that completely changed my, my personal life around. And so now I teach that to women and I've taught it to thousands of women. And, um, it's amazing how you give them a skill set, and the confidence just kind of goes along with that. And it's lovely to see women feeling super confident in the bedroom because yeah. a lot of women. I think I really believe that after having all these discussions with people kind of in and around similar industries or adjacent things. Mm -hmm. And I think most things are a skill. I really do. Lina, but I don't think we look at it that way on certain things like this. Have you run into that maybe attitude? Yes. People, you know, like if you want to be a better cook, you take a cooking class. Right. Makes sense. That totally makes sense to society. But if you want to be better in bed, it, it doesn't even occur to people that that is a skill that they could learn or even just being confident in any situation that that is a skill that could be learned. Um, we, we just, you know, like if you loved me, you would just know what I want like that, <laughs> that kind of crap. Oh, I hate that because it's, it's not, we, we're not mind readers. I have different body parts than you have. So it's, it's not intuitive. It's not natural. It, it is a skill that can be learned and that, you know, having communication skills and being open-minded, uh, is definitely a prereq prerequisite to feeling confident in the bedroom or anywhere else. And it could totally be learned. And most people don't realize that. But why? Why do you think they don't realize that? Uh, because it's, I think, especially in North American culture, sex is so taboo. Mm. We don't talk about it. We don't, we assume, like we see movies and we see magic happen and oh it's just so great and it's just so natural and they just melt together and and if if that's the guy for you then you're just gonna know and it's yeah. gonna be wonderful <laughs> so we are inundated with all of these very false ideas of what sexual interaction and what intimacy can be and 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 the bumps and the you know the roadblocks and the dead ends and the and the, just the the bad sex that happens all the time and the feelings and the and the oh god i wish he would do that or the obligatory sex and faking the big o that happens all the time every single woman on the planet is, has faked an orgasm because she just wants it to be over and she yeah. doesn't know how to say the words so 
how we see it portrayed on the the silver screen or in you know in various media and and magazine covers and all that it gives us a skewed idea of what sex is and how it feels and and how to how to surmount all the problems that that ensue <laughs> you think there's also maybe this long-held kind of societal norms about how women should behave and act sexually based off yeah. of men's ideas about this. And that if a woman does learns how to do erotic massage, that she may be labeled quote unquote, a slut or someone who is like very, uh, almost predatory, like to other people like that. Whereas if a man does these things, it's like, Oh, go for it, dude. You know, right. <laughs> he's, he's like, Oh, he's got it going he's a on fan, baby. <laughs> like, Right. And, and I, I find that that is 100%. I, I hear that all the time uh, from, from people who haven't learned erotic massage. Like once they, once they learn what it is, I teach anyway, they realize, oh my gosh, this is liberating. Mm. This opened up communication with my husband. This, this makes me not get angry when he walks in the room. We actually like each other now. <laughs> Like it completely transforms a person's relationship in a lovely, caring, intimate, soft, feminine way. But on the outside, yes, it looks slutty. If a woman is great in bed, she's a whore. Right. You know, so, uh, but I find that a lot of women are open because a lot of women are suffering in the bedroom and in their relationships in general. So when I tell women yeah i teach erotic massage and i practiced on 2000 men i had clients and this is how i learned i initially thought that women would be really judgmental and they're actually like really tell me more yeah because there's this de this desperate need for more intimacy like please tell me after 5 years of marriage yeah sex can be good again or 25 years of marriage, sex can be good again. God, what happened? And so women are at least open. Yeah, they're, they're a little judgmental, but they're open because there's such a need for it, for any kind of intimacy. Yeah. Shakes things up and gets you out of the routine. Like, oh God, same old, same old. Yeah. It was, so this is actually a good segue into Michelle, my wife, who uh, did uh the program that lee had went through the instruction and it was funny when i was approaching her about it i said hey i you know i'm gonna be talking to lee on my podcast and uh, what do you think you know she's offered you know have you do this and she no hesitation she has sure yeah i was really? i was surprised by that uh my wife's not uptight at all but like because she knew i was going to talk about it Mm -hmm. She was, and I, she was very into the idea. So it kind of go, reads to your aspect of like, I think women are interested in this, but I think what it has been though, is too, is like people get in their mind, this idea of like, this sounds cra but crazy, but people see going down to Chinatown or someplace like that and going into a seedy place. And it's like, you know, like this has kind of always been the portrait of this stuff. Absolutely. And that does exist for right. sure. Um, but that's not, that's not what it can be like. Yeah. Sex can look all very connecting and, and delicious and, and intimate and loving or the very same sex, the very same act that you are doing can look like porn. So, so there's, you know, there's this balance of depending on your filter, you know, when, when, when I say erotic massage, some people go to porn right away and it's raunchy and it's seedy yeah. and it's, and it's just servicing that guy. And, um, and until you experience what it can be, you know, depending on your filter, you're going to be thinking raunchy or connecting but most women don't know a lot of erotic massage yeah. so they don't they don't typically go to oh this could make me connect better yeah. in the bed women typically think oh this is going to spice things up all right let me try it mm. <laughs> mm. you know 
just adds some variety to the bedroom. They don't realize all the other things that come with it. Um, but that's okay. Whatever I can use to get people to just try it and and get some kind of liberation from it and connect with their guy on a deeper level. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's the filter you've so in all these different um clients and sessions you've done, is there a common filter that people have or, or is it very one side or the other? Um, I think, well, I found that when men came into my office, they, they were much more nervous than I thought initially that they would be. Like I, I, in talking to the clients, I realized, oh my gosh, you guys are they're nervous too. Like there was this uncertainty of, um, you know, am I going to get robbed? Is there, is there a guy in the back room who's going to come in and beat me up? Um, is it, you know, or is this just going to be a rub and tug kind of detached? A lot of men assume that erotic massage is just whacking them off and very detached, unemotional, because that's what a lot of the, yeah, going down to Chinatown places are. They're yeah. just doing it for a job. I didn't, I didn't tackle it that way. I very quickly recognized that the men who were coming to see me desperately needed to be touched. Mm. They just wanted some affection. They just wanted to be loved without it being held over their head. Most of my clients were attached, girlfriend, fiance, or married. Most, vast majority. Wow. Yes. And which at first gave me a total guilt trip. Right. And that, and that initially made me realize, oh my God, I got to help women out because if they knew what I knew, their guy would never cheat on them again yeah. because they get the best that they could ever get in at home. But I, I realized that men, yeah, they were just coming to just feel adored and respected and loved and unconditionally appreciated without it being held against them at a later date. Oh, I did this for you. So now you do this for me. Like it was just, it, it was a, it was a reset for my clients. Initially they came in with the idea that, oh, it was just going to be a physical release. And I had so many guys say, my God, that was better than like five years of therapy. Mm. Um, yeah. So men didn't expect much when they came to see me but they left going, oh my God, how quickly can I get back here? Or how do I tell my wife to get one of your courses? Because, you know, I would love to have this at home. And so I got a lot of that <laughs> um, in the beginning, which also made me want to go public what I do. Yeah. It seems like I talked to Dr. Tara about this, who was also on Layla's uh, podcast about like sexual communication. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there's just a huge gap or chasm in sexual communication between partners. And yeah. it feels like this is maybe somewhat of a bridge in that. Like, what do you like? What do I like? What are some skills I could get to be better at this and create better sexual communication? Absolutely. There's a, there's a grand canyon of chasm between it's huge. It's huge. It's just enormous. And there's such a dialogue going on in people's brains. Oh, I wish we could do this. Oh, I hate it when they do that every time. Or, oh, I told him last time not to do this and he's doing it again. And, and it, the, but the bedroom is silent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what, that's a big thing about what I teach is, is I kind of crack that door open. So for example, I'll, I'll give your listeners and viewers uh, a little sneak peek here. So for example, when you are learning erotic massage, which is very physical, doesn't have to be verbal, right? You could do this very silently. Your, your hands are all over your guy's body and, and it, it can be completely silent. But what I encourage my clients to do is say to their partner, and I teach women on a man's body, just to be clear for the listeners, uh, I'm not teaching how to touch a vagina or a clitoris, right. all male anatomy. And I encourage women to say, instead of, how's this feel? 
or is this good? Because he's going to go, yeah, it's good. Your yeah. hands are on the body. So he's not going to stop. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's mediocre or kind of so-so. You're touching his penis. He's he's in he's in La La Land already. You yeah. know, in, in a Cessna, flying a plane, like whoo, up in the air. Wow, head in the clouds. So I encourage women to ask different questions and super easy questions like, if I do this faster, or if I do this slower and do it faster and do it slower so he can feel the difference. If I do this faster or if I do this slower. Which one feels better to you? When you ask that kind of question, the guy will give you an honest feedback. Yeah. I'm just going to say, yeah, that feels good. Keep going. He He's making a choice. So it's not a criticism. He's just deciding I like this over that. It, so he's less likely to fudge his answer to save your feelings because that's just a choice he's making. And it lets him know that you want to get it just right for him. So he's puffed up a little bit. He's like, oh, she's, she really, she doesn't want to just do a mediocre job here. She's like really trying to rock my world. So that makes him feel good and connected to her too. So when you're asking simple little questions like that in the bedroom, it cracks the door open and sets this precedent to talk in the bedroom for one thing and asking each other questions and, and opening up the door to tougher conversations in the bedroom. But when you start nice and easy, it lets your partner know and you know, oh, talking in the bedroom can actually be easy and fun. And so you, you got to start with baby steps. But but the communicate and once you just start opening up the communication and now it's safe to talk in the bedroom, you're not going to get hammered down. Your feelings aren't going to get hurt. Um, then you and your partner tend to like open up other conversations that you've been wanting to have because you set that precedent of safety. So if there's an easy way to do it. And, and most people don't talk in the bedroom because they've been hurt in the past when mm-hmm. they've tried to talk in the bedroom, they've been shot down or heavily criticized or, um, or chastised like, Oh, I just want be quiet. I'm concentrating, you know, like, so it's, but it's really important how you frame your questions, how you talk right. to your partner. And it, it, the dividends pay forever. Yeah, no it doubt just, about it. There's yeah, no doubt about it. So it's, good. You ask anyone who's gone through a divorce or is having problems in the bedroom or in their marriage, everyone will say, oh yeah, yeah, we don't really talk to each other. Or communication, that's like run. Or when people get past that communication speed bump and they've got to communicate, they're like, oh yeah, that was the one thing that totally changed our relationship. Yeah. We, we talk to each other. So it, it's not something that's really discussed a lot. It's super important. And no one wants to hear the words, honey, I think we need to go to counseling. Yeah. Ideally, you'll want to learn how to communicate before it gets to that point. Yeah. One of the things, part of this kind of Grand Canyon chasm is how people grow up and how they're assimilated into sexual ideology. And whether it's through, you know, now hugely, especially millennials and stuff, they, they watch porn. That's how they learn how to have sex. Or according to Dr. Tara, they're not even having sex. They're just, they can't get stimulated and without porn, or they're just like very open to talking about sex but not having it. And it feels like stuff like this is really necessary because we need to blow the lid open on kind of this sexual communication, sexual skills crisis we have. We can't let just videos teach people that are like super unrealistic about sex. Totally unrealistic. And I think that's the first message to get out is porn, entertainment, and not anything else. Like it's it's not indicative of what sex yeah. is at all. You know, you're most of the time they're doing what they're doing just for the camera angle. Like there's yeah. no body parts touching except for the genitals. Right. You know, they're not even hands on each other because that's getting in the way of the camera. So it's just completely unrealistic. And, you know, not every, not every man 
wants that to happen. Not every woman wants that to happen in the bedroom that you're seeing on porn. And yet it's so normalized on porn. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a skewed, skewed vision of what it can actually be. But you're right. That's, that's their education. That's the education. It's that's all about it. where you're getting the education. What's your exposure? Like you're saying what, what you don't know. Like what's your exposure either to something or not any exposure? Like where do people learn to have sex generally throughout the ages, right? It's kind of a trial and error thing for a lot of people. You know? it, absolutely. And I think it's become very obligatory. Mm. You know, in the past, people who, who, who didn't talk, you know, the grandparents and everything, were they having dynamite sex? Probably not. <laughs> Just the fact that they're, they're married doesn't mean they're happily married. Doesn't mean they have a great sex life. Doesn't mean they even have a sex life. That's true. You know? So, um, so those are the, the generations that have passed down the non-knowledge <laughs> of sex. And, and what we teach in schools in sex ed is very uh, clinical. Yeah. Clinical. Like, there, there is no how to talk about talk to your partner about how he likes to be touched. One oh one. There is no course like that. They don't teach that because sex ed is typically taught to young children in grade school. You know, great. I think my son learned sex ed in grade three. Hmm. So they're not talking about oh. communication skills in the bedroom. They're talking about. If you're sitting on a man's lap, that is a bad thing because stranger danger and he could touch your private parts. It's all fear-based Yeah. and biological. Okay, here's what a penis looks like. Here's right. what a vagina looks like. Very anatomical and, mm -hmm. and not intimate at all. So the sex ed that we have in our oh. system is ridiculous. Yeah. And when I, when I first got the idea to teach what I had learned for myself, um, I thought, oh, there, there's got to be someone who's already done this. And I searched and I could not find anyone who was teaching the stuff that I came to know accidentally um, just through my line of work and being the perfectionist that I am. <laughs> I wanted to do that work well. I didn't want to just rub and tug and whatever. Next, You client. think it's like a fear-based thing of being like ostracized by public opinion as well. Like if you put yourself out there to discuss something that's considered taboo, that you will get this kickback. Maybe people were afraid there was fear associated with. Absolutely. I bet that has a lot to do with it. It, it, I did what I did for six years and other than very close friends, very, very close friends, nobody knew what I did for fear of judgment. Absolutely. Like, oh, Lee. Oh, she's that kind of person, you know? And, <laughs> and so um, absolutely, it took me many years to, to come out and to say, yeah, I did that work. And yeah, I have this skill set. Um, and to, to be, I had to be proud of it and to be on totally in alignment with myself. Yeah, because in the first couple months that I did it and I enjoyed it, like I was getting turned on yeah. by, by being all in control and by rocking this guy's world. I was a really quick study and my learning curve went like that. Cause I ended up seeing like five clients a day. It was ridiculous. I was wow. so busy. So learning curve was quick. And, um, and I went through this whole, um, self-loathing, like, oh my God, Lee, you're a slut. How can you like this? Like, ugh. I had to deal with a lot of preconceived ideas because I assumed that any woman who did that work was supporting a drug habit, mm. was totally desperate, wasn't smart enough to get a better job. Like I had these horrible judgments on women who did that work, any kind of sex work. Yeah. Until I stepped into those slutty shoes and walked <laughs> up a mile and realized actually they're not slutty at all. Not at all. It was the most empowering thing I ever did. Mm. But I knew that the rest of the world would probably judge me. 
And it's interesting, Darian, that when I actually came out and I owned it, and I and when people at parties, people are like, so what do you do? And I actually took a deep breath and said, well, I help women feel confident and creative in the bedroom using erotic massage. I teach women that. And nobody judged me. It was interesting. Every It was a lean-in moment. They're like, really? I think we need to talk. Mm. And, and that's women. Like men are like, oh, really? So you teach women how to do that? How do you teach my wife? Yeah. Um, men are all over it. But women, I was surprised that the women did not judge me, but I was quite sure that they would. Mm. So I bet a lot of women who have, who have worked in the sex industry to whatever degree, yeah, are just um, afraid of being called out in a negative way. Like they probably lose their job if it went public yeah. or whatever. So luckily I'm an entrepreneur, so I didn't lose my job over yeah. it. Yeah. I, I think that's some of the freedom I have too. Like I own my own businesses and stuff and, and uh, I just really don't care. Like when I put out these episodes and some of it's pretty raunchy, I'm like, mm, I mean, think whatever you want to think. I'm just talking to people, man. Yeah, <laughs> just trying I, to love learn. I love that about your show because you're really unapologetic yeah. about just exploring. You're all about open mind, like a closed mind is a dangerous thing. Dangerous. Dangerous thing. And I'm all about that. It's like, ladies, yeah. open your mind because there's some really great stuff. If you just take a chance at something that feels a little uncomfortable, but I swear 10 seconds in to doing whatever you're doing on your guy and you're going to see heart emojis in his eyes. Like yeah. seriously, you're going to feel awesome at the power that you have in the bedroom. And um, that only comes with an open mind. And so- so excited to be on your show because I'm yeah. like, yeah, he's all about that. Oh yeah. And sex is a frontier that it's one of those frontiers that we still yet to crack with like widespread acceptance of just people's different tastes and flavors and what they're into. And, you know, we just, it's, it's still somewhat puritanical in nature on some level. And I just Absolutely. think like, why are you relying on your parents to tell you? about this stuff when your parents are pretty bad at it probably themselves because they their parents didn't tell them anything and so on and so forth it just became this this line of non-education about it so it's like okay i'm going to treat this like anything else i do in my life i need to learn how to get better at something regardless of how good you're at something you can always do things to sharpen your game you know absolutely at with anything, anything, with everything's a skill. It really is. And sex yeah. is one thing that I think, you know, is just still, we're still not there, but I, I have hope with people like yourself and the Aubrey's of the world and Layla London's and, and strictly anonymous, like, man, I was listening to strictly anonymous. I'm like, there's a lot of freaky people on this planet and they just is more than you think they're into a lot of different things, you know? Uh, yes. A lot of different things. Right, we just don't get on mainstream. <laughs> yeah. My, I, I, so you mentioned Layla London. I just love her because she's so very open and exploratory mm -hmm. and such a badass uh, on yeah. so many levels. Yeah. And very, um, I would call her a sex expert of, of sorts mm -hmm. in that she's so open, experienced so much, and she shares that with her audience. And when she went through my course, she came out and said the words, oh my gosh, I had no idea the things that you could do yeah. with a penis with your hands. <laughs> like even she was surprised and she is like, she's tried everything. I think yeah. she's tried way more than I have. A lot. And yeah. even she didn't realize like when, when people go, oh, erotic massage. So that's just a hand job. Right. Oh, it's not a hand job. If no. it, and when you think of hand job, you think of up and down, probably pretty fast. Yeah. Just making something happen. Let's get them hard <laughs> or let's happen. get them off so that I can go to sleep. Like <laughs> it's a means to an end. Right. And that's what people think of when, when they're like, oh, erotic massage, hand job. Really? Yeah. Okay. I already know that. But 
No, it's if if you're if whatever you're doing when you're touching your guy, if it feels fast and furious, or if it's if it's a means to an end, and you're just trying to get something done. You're doing it all wrong, and and it was so fun to watch Layla go. Wow, I had no idea that I was missing. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all mostly uneducated when it comes to sex and when it comes to right. It's there's like, a weird embarrassment factor. Yeah. You know, who do you ask? Like, hey, where do I search for sex ed? You know, it's embarrassing <laughs> thing. Like, oh my gosh, I I'm 45, and this my typical client says I'm actually ashamed to admit that I'm 45 and I'm not good in bed. I don't really know what to do with the penis. Like, I'm ashamed to admit that. So it's hard for women to come out and go, yeah, I'd like to attend a class in learning something that I think that I should have learned by now. That's yeah. a tough it's a tough step to take for women and men. I mean, but both it's, it's, it feels like it's something we should already know, especially if you're mid age, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, in your twenties, you don't know anything. You think, you know, everything, (laughs) right. You know, no, but when you're, you know, in your forties or something, you think you should know this and you don't, Ooh, that's, that's a gut punch. It's a bit of a sting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever, encounter resistance when you talk to people about this or is it all pretty receptive i've never encountered face-to-face resistance Mm -hmm. like if i'm in a conversation with someone in person or um you know i'm in in mastermind groups and Mm -hmm. things and we'll get into a breakout room and introduce yourself and what do you do and i've i've never had people judge me harshly um, on TikTok, like I, I'm on TikTok all the time because I've got like 1.2 million followers over there. So I'm doing live Q and A's all the time. And, uh, and I'll get a lot in the comments, people who have no idea of what I actually do. Just my, my, my handle is rock the bedroom. Yeah. So automatically they're like, get off here. You th- there's 13 year olds on this, uh-huh. on this platform. And you're talking about sex. You need to get off. And so I get reported all the time. Mm. Um, and, and those are people who are completely ignorant about what I, anything sex under anything under the umbrella of sex is inappropriate for, for kids first off and stuff that I teach. I don't, I don't, at least on social media, I'm not, I don't get out a penis or a dildo or even a cucumber yeah. and show you techniques. I don't do that at all. I teach communication and consent and, and how to say no. I don't teach people how to jump into bed, you know, vicariously. It just like vicariously is the wrong word. Randomly jump into bed with people. Like yeah. I'm not go have sex as much as you can and just right. like sex, sex, sex. That's not what I teach at all. But with the people's filters and preconceived ideas of, oh, she teaches erotic massage, bad sin, going to hell, don't expose our kids. Honestly, I wish kids were exposed to more sexual content that is educational, not porn, not all that, all the stuff, but like education, because then you're setting them up for success. Yeah. The people who are, who shut me down are the people whose kids are going to get raped or have sex before they really want to have sex. And because they're going along because they don't have the communication skills to say no. Those are the kids who are in trouble because they're uneducated and lack of education makes you powerless. We already powerless in the bedroom as women anyway, to a certain degree degree it's different for every woman but most women yeah there's some uh vulnerability going on there and so to arm people with skill set is to empower them yeah you know it seems like it's a very similar story like people online who don't know anything about you and are very have a lot of uh keyboard courage online to say a lot of negative things almost would never, ever talk to you like that in person about this because you're real in person. 
and yeah. they see your face, they see your genuine smile and how you're talking about it. And they're more willing to like have a longer runway, but online it's just people being ugly to be ugly half the time too. Like they just, because it's this weird loop of trying to get attention. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe also, if I say some shitty to Lee, it'll, and she has all these followers, it'll pump me up, you know, and stuff like, it's weird behavior, you know? Yes. And also I find that um, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, if I get into a conversation with someone, with a hater, they, they usually start revealing themselves. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, all women are blah, 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 blah. Like, oh yeah so your last relationship she beat you down yeah and so i usually respond with with compassion like i'm so sorry whatever woman hurt you in the past i apologize yeah. on her behalf because that shouldn't have happened and and that's why i'm here is to educate women and men how to talk to each other how to touch each other how to treat each other in loving, caring, considerate ways. Yeah. And, and no one would hate on me if they really knew what I did and if they weren't already hurt themselves. Right. So, so I don't hate on the back because I understand it's, it's, they've been done wrong. Yeah. It just if, feels if like a weird a, web, you know, like you know, oh, it's so yeah. messy in America and probably in a lot of other places, but certainly America. It just yes. feels like it's a, it's like almost stone age level for a lot of people. Like it's not, it's not at the point where it should be. It's still like very stone age to a lot of people. In areas of, especially Europe mm -hmm. where like nakedness is, yeah. you see you know, nude people on beaches all the time, where sex is not a taboo thing. Interestingly enough, they have next to zero sexual offenses. There's, there's no rape. There's, there's no sexual criminal acts because it's not, it's, it's just not a thing. Whereas here, oh my gosh, you know, I, I can't remember the statistic, but it was a couple of years ago anyway, but I think it was something like one in every two women will be raped in some, in some point of their life. Mm. And, and everyone, every woman knows someone who's been raped. Right. You know, and so when we take away the taboo around the whole sexual subject, then people are just nicer to each other, sexually speaking. Hmm. It's not used as a weapon because yeah. it, people get to understand what sex really can be. It's love making. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a way to express uh. your love to another person. It doesn't have to be this um, this taboo, raunchy. Ooh, this is something that's done to me, kind of thing, from a woman's mm, point of view. Right. Um, yeah, and most women feel like sex is something that's done to them. Hmm. It's internal. You, for you guys, it's external. Right. Right. You got a penis and all the sensations on the outside. <laughs> well, if you you know if you have intercourse, then yeah. you're breaking our boundary. You're going inside of us. Right. It's it's invasive. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's different for women and men. Sure. So it, women have been traumatized for the most part, not every woman, um, but a lot of women have been traumatized. And so there's an unraveling that needs to happen there. Unraveling is a good word. And I think it's being, you know, this, I think there is this kind of this time period, especially this almost very light 1950s housewife, 60s housewife, where you, you just sense in that time period, it was just dead. It's dead in the bed. It's a procre procreation-based activity, and mm -hmm. there's very defined roles, and there was not a lot of joy for women for sex. It was procreation. And I feel like it's certainly come a long way from that, but it's still this like little dark secret in the room to talk about sex or your sex life, it's got, you know what's weird? It almost mirrors talking about money. Like if you ask somebody how much money they make, it's so uncomfortable for them. It's like, we don't talk about this. It's just like another taboo area that I think is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's like, but we, ha we have created these walls for all these different areas 
like money, sex is very similar to that. There's a weird, uncomfortable nature that we have about it, you know, and we just like shut down. Like if I was to talk about this with a lot of people I knew, it would be uncomfortable for them. Me, I don't care. I just, it's just learning, you know, I've destigmatized yeah. it in my mind, you know, like, yeah. it's just learning. Yeah. And, and I think part of that has to do with, you know, it, the kind of sex that they would be talking about if they were describing their sex life, it's not good. It's like dirty laundry. It's a skeleton <laughs> in my closet. You know, you don't want to share how, how much you hate sex in the bedroom or how boring it is or whatever. Yeah. Um, even, but even people with a great sex life, it, they still don't volunteer the information, you right. drag it out of them. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, good or bad sex, it's its just hard to talk about, which is so bizarre because we as a species wouldn't exist without it. It's the most basic fundamental <laughs> thing. And, but the thing is that sex, like when I say sex, most people think of intercourse, but really sex is such a big umbrella. Like I don't teach intercourse, I teach massage. And I know that um, like a lot of women out there who are menopausal, postmenopausal, they can't even have intercourse anymore because vaginal dryness, the thinning right. of the skin, it's painful. So they, they even if they liked intercourse, they can't do it anymore. So I talked to a lot of women about erotic massage because it's a great alternative to connect with their guy. But a lot of women, especially middle-aged women, who are like, oh my God, no, sex is off the plate because they think intercourse is the only option or oral and not every woman's into oral. Right. So, um, so it's this, this really gritty, it brings up a lot of dissatisfaction for women to talk about it because it's a huge elephant in the room, huge elephant. Yeah. So, and you know what? The statistics are bearing out that a lot of people just aren't having sex, any type of sexual relations. Like it's, it's staggering how little sex is actually happening, but you think it's happening more than it is, but the numbers do not bear that out. And I think no. it's part of this confidence or, you know, whatever issues, issues are going on, or just, you think that was me when I was young, you know, you think the hormones and stuff, but people are selling themselves so short in relation to this. Yeah. And, and I, I know there's a statistic a recent one where there's 50% of women are dissatisfied with their sex life. When anyone's dissatisfied with something, they're not going to want to engage in it. Right. And, and you can be dissatisfied for lots of different reasons, but basically there's unmet needs going on. Yeah. You know, there's no conversation going on. There's, there's, and, and I was guilty of that too years ago. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about, I thought I was asexual. Really? Yes. Because wow. I, I just, I'm like, okay, I like hot and heavy in the beginning when I'm starting to date with, date someone and I want to be close to them and I love all the foreplay. And, but when it comes to intercourse and just like sex, it was like, oh, God. I, I just wasn't into it. And I thought I went to counseling thinking that, oh, well, maybe I was raped as a child and I suppressed the memory. I don't know. I did um, hypnotherapy. I, I went to different counselors. I, and finally, like the, nobody could find anything. Like, why is it? Like I lost three um, fiancés because of this. Three. No one wants to get married to someone who doesn't want sex anymore. Right. And so it, it, I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just asexual. This is, this happens to every single guy I get, I get with. And I just didn't know that there were other options. Now I'm so sexual because I know stuff to do that doesn't even include intercourse, which isn't my favorite still. Yeah. Um, but we just assume, oh, sex. Yeah. Intercourse. No, there's so much more. There's even for guys, there are guys who say, I, I, I have one client. She said that her husband said, 
Yeah. Well, I used to think that um, like intercourse was the pinnacle. That's what we're all reaching for as guys. But her kitty can do things or her hands can do th- things that her kitty can't. Yeah. And, and, and now intercourse is not even his favorite thing anymore. He wants her to do the erotic massage yeah. because it feels better, but n- you can never tell a man who's not <laughs> experienced er- erotic massage to the degree that I teach it anyway. Yeah. I mean, a hand job. Yeah. Every guy's going to go. Yeah. Hand job is totally secondary. Sure. But, um, <laughs> but guys think yeah intercourse that's the pinnacle that's like don't no don't even show me anything else that's really everything else is foreplay that's the main event (laughs) i don't even like the word foreplay yeah i I saw that on your site you said that yeah yeah i i don't like that term because it insinuates this is just the pre-game show all this touching and making out and all all that yummy stuff that's just the pregame show. The main event is going to come when intercourse happens. And so it, it kind of dates all the juicy, intimate stuff that you can do that doesn't even include intercourse. So I, I call it juicy playtime. <laughs> <laughs> juicy playtime. <laughs> juicy playtime. Or magic massage or <laughs> magic massage. Because, because we because over the years I heard so many men say, Oh my god, your hands are magic. Yeah. So it's yeah. magic massage. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great experience. I've had a great experience with it. An instructional video. I actually saw the video too, a little bit. I said, yeah. Wow, this is interesting. This is very interesting. And mm-hmm. then uh I think Michelle, she really got into it. She took it serious. And mm-hmm. I it's so funny. It's like ever since I've really focused in this last couple of years on having all of these people on who talk about different avenues of sex and education, it just made me more adventurous. It made me more open-minded. And I tell her about it and she's like, okay, yeah, let's, let's explore this. You know? So everyone out here that sees me having all these sex episodes, it works. It's working for me. Because it's right. an exploration, it's an adventure. So when Layla said, hey, you should talk to Lee about this erotic massage, I'm like, sure. I, I don't want to have any preconceived notions. I want to be open-minded about what currently this is and then make right. a decision based off of that. You know? And so did you find that when Michelle was trying out things on you, did you find that you were having feeling sensations that you hadn't felt before yeah like, I don't know exactly what she did on you yeah <laughs> but but did you feel like oh I yeah I haven't felt that before that's new well because you know it's not just like jerking someone off obviously I mean I want to make that clear with people listening this it's this is not that it, it was like it was a massage but for your penis and moving down towards that area of your body you know and and underneath that area of your body and all that, I experienced all of that, you know? So, and I thought, wow, that feels really good. Right. She did the date night. Yeah. 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 It was good. It was like, it was just different. You know, it's just, it goes back to being open-minded. It's like, wow, this is a nice, this is nice. Like, I feel like another skill. Like it was just, I like getting more skills. I like getting better at stuff. Who doesn't want to be better at stuff? Seriously. You want to be mediocre in life and everything? (laughs) Like right especially (laughs) especially this why would you want to be bad at this right (laughs) why would you want to be bad at sex and any form like right as the receiver or as the giver right especially as the giver you want to know that whatever you're doing is rocking his world yeah you want to be good you want to be good yeah seriously who wants to be mediocre to terrible at anything in their life like, yeah, I have a brand new video that's, that says, mm, I love mediocre sex. <laughs> and no one ever, no one ever. And yet oh. almost everybody's having mediocre sex. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And- but I think a lot of people think, oh, but it doesn't get any better than this. This is just what happens. You're married 10 years. It's going to be crappy after <laughs> just what it is that just live with it. That my parents were like that. My friends are like that. Everyone I talked to. Yeah. Oh yeah. The sex is the first thing to go. Like, it's just the norm. 
And yet so in my bad. world, I was like, yeah, that's the norm, but that's not how it has to be. Exactly. I've taken women who were married for 35 years to the same guy. Couldn't even stand them. Like they, they were just like, ugh, they didn't even like yeah. each other after a while, but didn't want to get married for or divorced for whatever reason. And she, and she never, she never touched him, like hadn't touched him in years. Right. And wow. then she starts doing this erotic massage, very like tiptoeing into it, completely changed what things are for them now. Like they're so happy. And she asked him, she said, if you could choose between intercourse or the erotic massage, if you had to choose between the two for the rest of your life, what would you choose? And by the way, prior to taking my course, she had, you know, their sex life was only intercourse. Wham, bam, bam, that was it, which she didn't like. And that's why they, they hadn't done anything in years. And he said the words, I would choose erotic massage. Mm. That was coming from a guy. I know. So, that's, that's different. And that was her just, just in the first couple modules of the, yeah. the mastery program. And so, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of life-changing when you get going down that road. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it's great that you, that you loved it. That was um, great. But I, I'm curious, I would love to ha- talk to Michelle and find should. out if he, like, did she feel any different? Did she feel a little more confident with the bedroom skip? Yeah, I think she definitely felt more confident. Like, did, I'm curious as to what she, mm-hmm. she definitely felt more confident. I think, I mean, of course you could talk to her, but I think it's just kind of like anything. It's like when we first started having like more sexual communication, it feels awkward at first because you're just not used to it. You're, yeah. You know, you, when you start any new skill, you're pretty bad at it. You, you don't know anything. And so it's just having those discussions. Hey, this was what I like. This is what I want. This is how I feel. Like you, you have people who don't even do that about other things in life, about parenting, about who gets groceries. Like you don't even talk about any of this. So sex thing becomes very you know, it's your body. And I feel like people lose sex the way they lose their fitness and wellness. They just think I'm getting older and this is what happens. You just start kind of falling apart, you know, and it's totally not true, but it's these thoughts that we've been telling ourselves about this. And so sex rep- represents a very intimate, very deeply uh, personal thing to people that they feel is so private. They can't, they just can't talk about it. That's the excuse. Well, that's a private thing. I can't talk about it. That's an excuse to me. Total excuse. Is this an excuse? Just in to make it okay that they're not okay. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, you know what? That's just, it's easier to do nothing than to, to unravel this and feel awkward and feel uncomfortable. It's, you know, comfortably numb that, that, that horrible place to be yeah. um, when you step outside your comfort zone just a little bit. It is amazing. The benefit on the other side of that, but all people know is, Ooh, that's going to be uncomfortable. I don't, I don't want to have that conversation with my husband, you know? <laughs> but on the other side of that, it's like, Oh, okay. So that's not uncomfortable anymore. Yeah. Then you, you can make tougher conversations more comfortable. Yeah. So it really, I'm with you, Darian. Like you, you just got to feel the fear, do it anyway, because do it fear anyway. doesn't say stop doing that. Fear says, I'm going to keep you safe. I'm going to keep you over here in your corner. I'm not going to say you're happy. I'm not going to say it's going to feel good, but you're going to be safe. Yeah. That's what fear says. Fear doesn't, doesn't want you to be happy. It wants you to be safe. Yeah. Sometimes safe is not very happy. You got to take a chance. You got to learn something new, try something new, step out of, outside of your comfort zone. And I think that's the exhilarating part of life. It's it trying is. something new. And like you said, being open-minded. All Just be stuff. open. Just be open, especially with sex. It's one thing I want people to take away when it's my education. I want to learn about this stuff. But for people listening, it's like, listen, you have been told a lot of things 
that are just not true. And there's no need to be angry about it or be like embarrassed. Just like start where you're at now and things like erotic massage, we have to un unravel this idea of that you're going to some weird seedy place and something very perfunctory is going to happen or that that's the video you're going to get from Lee. Yeah. It's nothing like that. No, it's nothing like that. And that's why, that's why it was very intentional in. So if you go to rockthebedroom.com, there's a free thing, free video, free training. And I was very intentional about what I taught in that free training. It's one technique that'll drive them wild. You don't have any, don't have to have any massage experience. You don't have to even have ever been with a man. You can be a total virgin and stay a virgin if you want um, doing this technique. And it's called powdered sugar and it's the easiest thing ever. And I chose it because it's so easy. It's not uncomfortable. It's not awkward. And it packs punch. Like one of my clients who was married 52 years to the same guy, she's in her seventies. And she said, I, I'm like, so how did, how did it go? You know, that she did my mastery program. How'd it go? There's like, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of techniques that she could have commented on. And she said, powdered sugar is awesome. <laughs> I'm like powdered sugar. That's like the most basic thing yeah. you could do. Basic, basic. And she's like, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so I made that my free technique so that people could just like, it's the easiest thing in the world, but it packs such a punch and drives him crazy. Yeah. You realize, and, the, and I did that so that women could realize, oh, oh, so it's that easy. Like it, it's, it's not that difficult. It doesn't feel that weird. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe I'll learn a little bit more. And yeah. it's a really safe way to crack that door open to trying something new in the bedroom. And I think things like your erotic massage programs, they just normalize this discussion about these things. Like for me, it's very normal to talk about, have sexual communication with Michelle regularly. And it's also very normal to have that discussion with other people I know. And I actually just like to spring it on them too now. And I talk to them like, we got, guys, we got to get out of this. Like, let's just talk about it. It's okay. You know, like we got, we yeah, got to talk about this. Yeah. The more you do that, Darian, the more it becomes normal. Like, yeah, my friend, he talks about that all the time. Of course. And so, so it's just dripping on, on society yeah. by doing the thing that you wish everyone would do. It, and definitely. that's the only way to make it normal is to just have educated, intellectual, um, informed conversations yeah. about this. And to re make people realize, oh, okay, that was not a raunchy conversation. Yeah. Maybe that's what people I think they're getting, though. They think that, and that's what I try to put out with this is like, okay, they see Lee here. And then you look very put together and very sophisticated. I think people really think you're talking to somebody in a dungeon and they're like, have two, they have like one eye and they're like, they're just like lurking around. Like, we have to like get, people like yourself out there and say, this is not what you thought it was. All right. These are good people, actually very sophisticated people, like more than you probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, yeah, it's, and I specifically don't, you know, dress up in woo -woo, yeah. gypsy, outfit, <laughs> you know, like, like I I'm very particular about the persona that right. I, you're not the dirty um, nurse, right? You're not like, <laughs> exactly. Like none of my videos, ha I'm not wearing lingerie in right. anything. I, I don't wear, um, you know, low cut tops with lots of cleavage. I'm intentionally making this very like, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. You're not going down some dirty path. <laughs> you know, you're not going to go to hell yeah. to, <laughs> no. when you know this stuff, this is normal. This is important. And, yeah. and it, it <laughs> so how it feels even when I was taking people through my courses in, in the early stages, like my beta groups, 
I was getting uh, their opinions on, okay, so how does it feel? You know, I want to make sure it doesn't feel raunchy. It does. It's, I don't want this to feel like porn. Does it feel like porn? And one woman, she said, actually, it's almost too clinical. Like mm. I expected a little bit of bounce, like a wow, wow going <laughs> on because of the content. And she said, actually, she said, initially she said, she said, you should make it not so clinical. And then she came back the next day and said, actually, never mind. Nick's what I just said, because I realized why you make clinical so that it wasn't seedy. It didn't feel like porn at all, right. but she assumed that if it's sexual, it needs to have low lighting and Barry, or, um, uh, yeah, Barry White playing in the background. And, you know, she just assumed it needed to be that way. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just want people to feel comfortable learning this stuff. Cause it, it can be, and then you're comfortable in the bedroom and then you're comfortable with your partner That's and true. life is really good. When you have that deeper level, level of comfort where nothing's really taboo anymore. You could talk about anything. If you could talk in the bedroom, you could talk about anything, anything, anything. <laughs> yes. Well, let's tell all the folks here how they can connect to rock the bedroom, the whole deal and, and start getting some valuable skills in their sex life. Thank you. So my website is rockthebedroom.com and there's a free technique right at the top of the page. There's other courses I have, but um, dip your toes in the free stuff, rockthebedroom.com. I'm also on all social media, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, rock the bedroom. Although Twitter, it's a different handle. <laughs> it's Lee Jagger rocks. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm all over the place rock the bedroom. Wonderful. Well, Lee, thank you so much for being on again. I was really looking forward to this and uh, did not disappoint. Been really good. Thank you for your part in being open-minded and showing people how fun it can be to learn new things. So thank you for being <laughs> totally open to this fun conversation. Yeah, this fun. no problem. Thank you so much, Lee. We'll be in touch. Yes.